0: Welcome to the Deb Talks Podcast. Tune in weekly to find out how you can implement spirituality into your daily life. I'm a spiritual coach, a yoga teacher, and the author of the Self-Repair Toolkit. I'm passionate about empowering others through strength and love, awakening spirit and joy. I'm here to show you how simple it is to create the change you want to live the best life that you deserve. Hi everyone, welcome to the Deb Talks podcast. I'm so happy that you are here with me. Thank you for joining me. This is the first episode of this uh, podcast that I am doing today. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about why I'm doing this podcast and uh, what inspired me to do so. And basically, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I first got onto this um, path of health and wellness and spirituality and yeah and then we are going to have a weekly podcast that's going to help you to understand how spirituality is really part of your daily life and it's not separate from who you are and we're going to have some exciting uh guest speakers that's going to help us to bring some more of that spirituality into our daily life and just helping us to recognize that what we are doing is is already in line with spirituality. So it's not something that's separate from us. I think in our day-to-day life, people always think that they have to make a choice between being spiritual and uh, I guess secular, if you want to call it that. But spirituality is really part of your daily life so a little bit about myself so that you can uh get to know me a little bit more so i was born and raised uh, in a city called cape town in south africa and i was the uh the firstborn of my parents and i have six siblings that um, i grew up with <clears throat> if you can imagine that was a hair was a lot <laughs> and uh, yeah and basically life was pretty normal we had a pretty normal upbringing and um, i was brought up in a Catholic home. We went to church on Sundays. And when I was around 16, I just basically wanted to go and find out for myself about God and spirituality. And so I did. And along the way, I kind of, you know, got lost in being a teenager and doing things that teenagers do and kind of forgot a little bit about spirituality, to be honest with you. But um, when I was in my 20s, I felt that I was really drowning in my life. And uh, I was invited to go to a talk. And there was a a couple they were visiting in that time when I was living in South Africa. A couple was visiting from the US. And uh, the guy was a kinesiologist. And uh, yeah, they were retired people and they were just traveling and having these talks about life. And yeah, and I guess spirituality in a way. So anyhow, I was there and I had a conversation with him afterwards. <clears throat> and basically I was a little bit, um, you know, skeptical about what he said because basically he said, if you're not happy with your life, then you can change it and it kind of struck me because I thought to myself, well, that can't really be true because I'm kind of drowning in my life and the reason I'm drowning is because of all these outside factors and like I'm sure you all can um, resonate with that like it's the government's fault, or it's your parents' fault, you know, your family's fault Your boss's fault. You're not getting enough money. There's just, and the list goes on and on and on. But this gentleman basically really looked me in the eye again. And he said to me, if you're not happy with your life, that you can change it. And I really heard that. And I took that and I thought, okay, well, what can I do to, uh, to, to change things? First of all, the realization that I could do something to change my life was new for me. And then also understanding that I didn't have to be a victim of my circumstance. That was also new for me. So from that day really onwards, I started to look for ways that I could have an impact on my own life and not long after that I was uh, invited to do a course on breathing techniques and that was really the turning point for me. I did this course and I was just amazed at the breath and all the gifts that the breath gives us and from there, I started meditating, and, um, and that's basically how I changed the way that I look at life and the way my life was, by taking that responsibility that I was creating everything. So in the beginning, to be honest, I didn't know. And that's why when I, usually when I have clients or participants on a course, or even people that come to me one-on-one, I always try to remember that people don't know what they don't know. And once you give them the information, then they can make better choices. So, one of the main reasons I try to uh, podcasts or even YouTube videos or um, whatever I share on Instagram, I always try to give people some information that's going to help them to try to understand the backstory of their life. Okay? And so that was a big turning point for me in my life. And I still, I actually can't, don't remember the name of that guy, but he really was the first person who kind of told me that you can do something to change your life. And there was another analogy that he used. He said, think of your life as a computer. So a computer needs software. Without the software, you can't do anything in the computer. And then you, once you sort of type something into the computer, then it comes through the printer. So the printer, if is kind of like your life, if you didn't like the outcome of your life, you can't blame the printer is what he said. He said, if you want to do anything to change, to change it, you have to change the, the software. And that, that was a huge thing for me because until that point, I never even realized that I was having. I was running on some software and then I was very intrigued by that. And from that moment onwards, I started to do some research, like literally on how the brain works and discovered a lot of interesting facts. And a lot of these things I've already talked about on YouTube, I've already talked about in in many of my courses, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it here with you today as well. So basically scientists say, that there are two parts of the brain, two main areas, okay? The conscious and the unconscious part. So the unconscious part of the brain is literally also what they call the old brain or the reptilian brain or the critter brain so it's a very basic part of the brain and its job is really to make sure that we are safe that we have safety so that we can survive it's 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 to do with survival safety and security and uh, this part of our brain starts to develop already in the womb okay so when our mother is pregnant with us then uh, the development already starts there and so the baby starts to recognize many things because the mother is preparing the baby before the baby gets to the outside world so a lot of the stuff that we're learning within the first from zero to about six years of our life we are learning unconsciously so we're not making choices about what we learn we're just taking it on, like like we're just sucking it up like sponges. Okay, that's the unconscious part of the brain. The conscious part of the brain is also called the executive brain. So the executive brain starts to come together. And I think they are saying by the age of 20, 25, that's when you've got your fully formed um, executive brain and you can actually make choices. Unfortunately, these choices are always going to be hindered by the unconscious brain because of all the things that you just absorbed unconsciously within those first six years and the reason for that is what they've established now is the speed so think about processing speed when you have a computer that has a bigger bandwidth you can you know your speed is faster so something like that so the unconscious brain the speed of the brain it can take 40 million bits of information per second. The conscious brain, which is the executive brain that gets developed later, can only take 40 bits of information. So like 40 million times more. The speed of the unconscious brain is so much faster. It it does have a, a role to play in terms of, it does a lot of things for us. For example, when you first, when you start to walk, like if you watch babies when they start walking, they have to learn how to walk only really once in their life and then that's just automatic. You learn how to talk it can be different languages, but it becomes automatic, right? And then you know how to do it. You don't have to relearn it every day. Same with driving. So everything that you do in your life is a little bit like that. And digesting for example you don't have to think about it your body's doing it so that's all taking a part that's all part of the processing of the unconscious brain so a lot of the the stuff that we soaked up when we were little is just there and it's kind of running as an operating system so now when you get the for example the printout what he was talking about and you don't like the printout being your life you have to go back to the program and you have the power to change the programming but you cannot change the programming unless you become aware that there's a program run let's say for example you're walking around town and you think everything is pink it's like you see everything in pink and then somebody else comes around and tells you hey did you see that blue cow and she says, no it's a pink cow because your perception The way you look at it your program is running on this pink okay and that's literally what's going on so if you want to change anything in your life first of all we have to become aware that that program is running but we also have to understand why that program is running so nine out of ten times we have a certain program running and it's all based in safety and security at some point in the game that information kept you safe and so your remember the reptilian brain decided You survived this experience and therefore, if we survive this throughout our life, we keep creating these experiences because we know we are safe that way and we know we are surviving. So the, the executive brain, which then is later developed, doesn't really have that chance to change much in the unconscious brain. Why again, right? We already said it because of the speed the speed of the processing is so much faster that we just go back to that old way of thinking or that old way of doing things. But there's a way out. This is the good news. The good news is, and we've heard it before, there there are lots and lots of different um, tools and techniques out there that you can use to help you with the situation. The best tool that I've known in my life is meditation, okay? So meditation helps you, first of all, to become aware that you have thoughts and to become aware that you have feelings and you have emotions, okay? That's the first step because meditation helps you to observe that. So as you can observe thoughts, feelings, and emotions, then you can become, then you become less attached to them. So it's like, I remember it before I went to this man's talk. I honestly thought that everything my mind came up with was the truth. Every thought I had was valid. Every thought I had was right and my way was the right way and the way I stood was the right way. And you know what? It created all that suffering and pain for me and all that overwhelm and feeling like a victim. That was my own thinking that created that, but I didn't know. So I had to go and find out all these things about how I actually work, how my brain works. And I did. And that's why I'm very passionate about sharing that with others. And one of the ways that obviously we're going to do that together here is through this podcast as well. So back to the story of the conscious and the unconscious brain. When you understand that um, you have a choice, you can reprogram but it needs a little bit of effort it needs a little bit of discipline it needs a little bit of consistency so think about let's say if you're now 20 or 30 years old in your life and you've always been having the same patterns and habits so we want to continue with those habits and patterns we don't want to break them like the brain does not want change it, it likes to stay comfort It doesn't want anything that it doesn't know. And so it's always going to try and steer you into like, let's stay in this lane and do the same thing over and over. The problem with that is you're going to get the same result. And the result is the thing that you don't like anymore. That's hurting you. That's keeping you in pain and suffering. Right? So you want to change that. So it is going to take a little bit of effort. It is going to take a little bit of discipline. Okay. You can't expect to just, oh, I want to change my mind but I don't want to do the work. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So first of all, to understand some discipline is needed. That's why I always encourage people to create a daily meditation routine. This is something that doesn't cost much. It's effortless and you can do it anywhere at any time. So I also have a meditation page. Um, I will will put it in the description where you can join like twice a week. I do live meditations also on YouTube twice a week. We do the live meditation. So there's somewhere where you can... If you do nothing else and if you know nothing else, but all you know right now in your life, if you feel overwhelmed right now in your life, if you're suffering, if you're in pain, I guarantee you to, if you start just meditating daily, a lot of things are going to get better for you. I tell you why there is an intelligence that runs through us that, oh, we are so intelligent. The problem is we don't listen. Because our mind is constantly trying to keep us safe, to make us not experience what we don't like. And we've given our mind this job that it cannot really do. Um, And it's trying constantly, 24-7, to create thoughts that's going to make us feel safe. Okay, But what we are doing with that is we're making things worse. So when you start a daily routine of meditation, you're going to start to become the observer of your thoughts, the observer of the feelings, the emotions and so on, and understanding that you are not that, okay? You are not the feeling, you are not the emotion. I tell you what, just to um, show you that this works, I want you to think of something that made you feel very happy. So if you just take a moment and take a breath and bring into your awareness, a happy experience. And so you can feel there's a feeling of happiness inside of you but you were present before you generated that feeling of happiness isn't it you were there before the experience of happiness and the same would be if i asked you right now bring into your awareness a time when you had a bad experience sadness you'll be able to bring that into your body and generate that feeling and emotion again but you existed before that emotion was generated you are the pure awareness but you don't know because we're getting lost in our thoughts and that's what we are all doing we don't know until we know better and once we know better then we can do better and i always say there's a lot of people in the world everybody wants to change the world everybody wants to change the world But the best thing you can do for yourself is to change yourself, is to go and find within yourself the barriers that you created, that you built, that's holding you back from experiencing love, from experiencing joy, from experiencing happiness and peace. Because that was my experience. I thought, when I didn't know better, that everything, the circumstances, was the problem. I didn't know that I could change it through just changing my perception, that I could change it when I just learned a little bit about how do I actually operate? Yes, I have feelings, I have emotions, I have thoughts, I have an intellect, I have a body, I have a breath. How do these things work together? How do they work together in my life? Why do I have these feelings? Why do I have these thoughts? Why do I have these emotions? Where do they come from? What is the root cause of all this? And you're probably going to find a lot of the root causes of all this, comes from that first six years in the childhood when we absorbed so much and we didn't have our executive brain to make executive decisions about happiness. It was always about survival. If you watch children when they're tiny like that from one to six, three-year-old, four-year-olds, they're very tiny. You look at an adult and the adults are really big. So children can be very, can be traumatized when an adult just has a bad day, but the adult doesn't know that it's traumatizing the child because it's just being itself it doesn't know that it's you know to the child it's like a giant and children are looking to us for safety and security when we are the parents and every now and then we do have bad days and something happens maybe there's a screaming match or something going on in the home and the child gets traumatized so from from this place the child now tries to create what we call a safety mechanism. And it builds all these safety mechanisms to make sure that it survives. Because that is the most important thing in those first few years is survival. Because without the parents, Without the caregiver, we cannot survive. We don't know how to feed ourselves. We don't have the capacity to feed ourselves when we are that age. So coming back to the road, my road of how did I get onto this path? It's like literally when I, as I searched more and more for the truth about myself, it just came, you know, have you ever heard this? saying, when, um, when the student is re- ready, the teacher will appear. So basically the whole life was like that. As I was looking more into and still continue to do that, I'll stumble about across something that I, that I need for that day or something that I have to hear or something that I have to read. And, and that's for all of us. It's just not for me. Like we all have this intelligence and this capacity to pull towards ourselves the information that we need. But first you have to understand that you have to look outside kind of like if you want to call it your menu outside the menu because your operating system has perhaps only 10 things on the menu for you to choose from and we are always taking the best from the menu that we have but if you really want to change your life then you will put more things on the menu that's the most important thing so that you have a bigger choice right and if you're feeling that you are not living the life that you that you want to live then you have to make that journey towards yourself. It's the only way out. So there are a lot of people that think, oh, they're going to find happiness outside of themselves. They think that. Oh, maybe the happiness will be in an object and we go after these objects and we go after relationships. And the problem is that it's okay to have these things. There's nothing wrong with having them. But if you really put your happiness onto them, you're going to be disappointed because when that object appears or that relationship comes to an, end, and it does, whether it's through death or divorce, people leave you, friends leave you. Separation is inevitable. Okay. It's the way of life. Things come and go into, into existence, even ourselves, we will come in and out of existence so if you are putting your happiness into objects or things or relationships you're going to be disappointed and it's going to cause you a lot of pain and suffering the best thing is to find out What it is that you can do to generate happiness within yourself because happiness is your birthright joy and peace is your birthright But we don't know and we also don't know that we are the creators of those things that those things are who we are They are not outside of ourselves We start a little bit, you know stumbling outside of ourselves for these things, but as we have more knowledge and then we can create these things for ourselves. And then from this place of wholeness, now you can step into the world and enjoy everything. And when it's time to let it go, you can let it go. When it's time for it to come into yourself, you can allow that. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I hope that I um, am telling you a little bit about my story and how I started to, to understand how spirituality was part of my daily life. It always has been, it always will be, you cannot separate the two out. Okay. Spirituality is in everything that you do, the way that you eat your food, the way that you present yourself, the way that you interact with others, the way that you do your job, the way that you speak to your children, the way that you interact with your partner. There's spirituality in everything, the way that you connect with nature. Everything that you connect with is spiritual. Money, spiritual. So, a lot of people who think that spirituality is separate from life, they are struggling because they can't see the flow. Because spirituality is not separate. Spirituality is part of life, your daily life. Every breath that you take, it's a spiritual thing. That's why when you just sit down and observe your breath, you can change your emotions, you can change your feelings, you can change so much, you can change your energy, by just observing your breath. Spirituality is in everything. It's in everything that you do. So hopefully through this um, series of podcasts that we're going to be running, I'm going to be interviewing some people and what they do and how they do it and how we can always come back to how it's related to spirituality in our daily life. That's my goal, if you want to say that, with this podcast is to help people to, to understand that for you at home there to interact with us and to just hopefully connect with your true essence, because if you're listening to me here today, I want you to know it doesn't matter what you do in your life. If it's not, if your goal is not to understand who you truly are, that you are pure consciousness, whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to achieve out there, it's going to come to an end because everything in this existence, the body, the breath, everything comes and goes in and out of existence. And the only thing that you can truly connect with is the pure consciousness. When you connect with the pure consciousness, then you're not just connected to your higher self, but you're also connected to this whole universe. Okay. To the whole universe and to, and connected to what we call others. Cause that's another, we're going to have another podcast, a whole talk on that. There are no others. That's going to be very interesting. It's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks because there's an illusion of others when you start to connect with your true self then you're going to see you make better decisions are you keep better company are you'll take better care of your diet uh there'll just be so many changes you're going to see so spirituality part of your daily life and i also want you To know that I do offer courses to help people to really understand how they can make this a part of their daily life if they're struggling. I have a book. It's called The Self-Repair Toolkit. Um, You can also just do the book. I have a self-directed course on the self repair toolkit that's really good for beginners to start to understand how they can take responsibility for their feelings, their thoughts, their emotions, their patterns, their habits and their triggers and that's a great place to start and it's just for me, I'm so happy uh, to share this first podcast with you and to share with you what we will be doing mostly and it inspires me to, to help others, to empower you to know that you can change your life if you're not happy with the way your life is now that you have the power to change it that I am very passionate about that's what I've been doing for more than 20 years now and um, I hope that you will tune in weekly and listen with me I look forward to your comments or even if you have any recommendations of anything topic that you would like to talk about that we'd like to hear please let me know thanks for joining everybody tune in weekly and follow us on instagram and check the links in the description box and please share um, this podcast with family and friends and we will see you next week